Hello, everybody. Welcome to Benchwarmers Anonymous. This is our fifth episode. Uh, my name is Eli. And I'm Corbin. Thank you guys for joining us again. Quick rundown of what we're going to talk with you guys today. J.J. Watt signing finally happened. We'll dig into that and how our predictions were totally off. Russell Wilson rumors have now arisen in the NFL. Um, NBA All-Star rosters have just recently come out. We will uh, dig into that just a little bit. Um, All-Star break predictions, how people are going to finish up. We'll debate a little on that. And we'll end on the LeBron versus Jordan debate. Um, And Space Jam 2 coming out in theaters near you soon. (laughs) That's right. Well, to start off, I guess we should get into this J.J. Watt signing. So, um, it wasn't just us who was wrong, Corbin. I feel like every him signing with the Cardinals really threw everyone off. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I guess I should say that J.J. Watt signed a two-year deal with the Cardinals with – um, I believe the total figures was right over $30 million with about $20 million guaranteed. So um, Cardinals were not, were not on the list of teams that we thought, as well as what a lot, of, a lot of other people thought. So, Corbin, what were your thoughts about him signing with the Cardinals? I think it was uh, totally out of right field. Um, left field, right field, you know the saying. Um, however... I know he said he wants to win a ring by the time he retires. I think the Cardinals are becoming the Texan Houston's or Houston Texans Junior, excuse me. Yeah. They've really taken that Texans core. Um now it makes me wonder could that be a Deshaun Watson landing spot in the future? Who knows? Mm. Um I don't know if I believe that's the team he wins a ring with, though, in the near future. Um, what are your thoughts? You know, honestly, when you look at that division, I'd say with the 49ers, if they're healthy again next year, I'd say the Cardinals are the fourth best team, fourth out of four in that division. I mean, Seattle made the playoffs last year. The Rams made the playoffs. They uh, beat Seattle in the playoffs, and now they're adding Matthew Stafford and then the 49ers were just – they were just screwed with injuries last year. Nothing much they could really do about that. But um, I feel like if they're healthy again – I mean, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. How quickly people forget. So, I know the Cardinals – I don't remember their record last year, but I know they were had some good games, had some good moments, but they're still a really young team. I personally don't think their coach is that good. Kyler Murray had some good moments, but he's still pretty young and short. A lot of question about his height and ability at quarterback. Although he he did play some good games, but personally, I just I just don't think the Cardinals are the team that um, he's going. Yeah, like you said, I don't think he's going to make it that far with them. Honestly, I will say I just looked up um, last season's records. They finished third in that division at eight and eight last year. So, um, two games behind the Rams. So, I I think he could be a two-game difference maker. I, I by no means think he's a four-game difference maker to win the division. Yeah. Um. However, I know him and Chandler Jones now being together, I believe the statistic is they're number one and two in sacks 
since like 2012 or 15 or something to that nature. So um, I think to add to a defensive core, however, um, Chandler Jones is getting older. J.J. Watt is getting older. Larry Fitzgerald is old. He's been old. (laughs) DeAndre Hopkins is still – uh, putting up big numbers. However, he he is getting older. Um, so I think he went to an aging team. DeAndre Hopkins is 28, so he still has years left in his career. However, he's 28. He's not a young, fresh-out-of-college guy anymore. He's been in the league, I think this is his eighth season now. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so he went to an aging team. Um, which, like I said before, he leaves the Texans, who were not the youngest team in the NFL. They weren't the oldest either, but I think um, player for player, he's probably going to one of the oldest teams in the league now. But at the same time, they also have like an inexperienced quarterback, too, who's getting ready to go into his third year. So they got a lot of old people, and then they got a quarterback who's not in, even in his prime yet a really young coach so I think on paper that team's a lot better than what they put out on the field you just got to factor in the, like you said the age the durability of a lot of their older guys um, just I think the coaching too because there was a lot of games last year where they're coaching there were some coaching decisions that were questioned and um, I think it's really I don't know I think it'll I think they'll be good but they're just in the in my opinion the toughest division in football and especially with the healthy 49ers team and Matthew Stafford, uh, regardless of what happens with Russell Wilson, that'll be, I think, will be a toss-up. And the Cardinals are going to have to win a lot or win more games than they did last year for sure. Right. And like uh, like you talked about, that division's growing larger in the NFC. Um might be the toughest division in the NFC right now to to come out of. So I, I think it makes them competitive. However, I think if you move him this past season, he's not a he's not a four game difference maker, like I said before. Yeah, I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see though how it all works out. Right. Um Another big mover in the NFL, Russell Wilson. Rumors have now uh, rose up that he's listed out some possible landing uh, destinations. I think the biggest two right now that I've heard are the Chicago Bears or the New Orleans Saints if the Seahawks were to trade him. Yeah, as a Panthers fan, well, first I'll say this. I really doubt that he'll be traded. Um, I feel like he's he'll probably play for the Seahawks for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up retiring with the Seahawks. But if he were to get traded to the Saints, then I would just hate that. <laughs> right after Drew Brees is retiring, I've been waiting for him to retire as long as I've been watching football. And if they just get uh, Russell Wilson right after that, I'd be pretty upset. But, you know, it is interesting – to even think about because Russell Wilson, he's been 
in his prime. He's been an MVP candidate for a long time. Just to imagine, like, what type of offer he he would command, especially with the Seahawks not really in any position to trade him either. You know, they're, they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs every year. They're a good team. So I just think it's unlikely he moves. But if he does, it's just going to have to be some godfather offer. Well, and the next thing is, in the past few seasons, you've seen them lose Earl Thomas. You've seen them lose Richard Sherman, um, Jermaine Curse. So uh, th- there's been people in these past few years that have either been cut or became unhappy with the Seahawks organization and ultimately left. So um, I-, I know he's unhappy with coaching. I-, I think he's unhappy with front office. I've read that he's on pace to be the most sacked quarterback in league history at this point. So um, I I can definitely see his concerns. The Seahawks haven't made a move for a um, lineman really in recent years at all, really in his nine seasons playing for them. Yeah, I mean – Really, uh, one of the other teams that they listed or he listed in his four that he'd want to go to was the Raiders, and like everybody was confused about why the Raiders. But you look at their offensive line, and it's just like a bunch of pro bowlers and all pros. And I think people, fans, don't really understand how important an offensive line is to a quarterback's one success and two to his. Um, feelings towards a team I mean if you're on your butt every play then I mean I wouldn't be happy (laughs) but if you're sitting back there in the pocket clean pocket all game just sitting back and dropping dimes then you know you're going to be enjoying football a lot more than if you're running for your life every play no matter how athletic you are such as he is or Deshaun Watson similar situation to him right let me ask you this if this becomes a it's me or Pete Carroll situation. What avenue do you think the Seahawks take? Mm. That's a tough one. Honestly, I'm if I'm the Seahawks uh, owner or general manager and Russell Wilson comes in, says me or him, I think I got to go with Russell Wilson, honestly. You know, Pete Carroll, he's a, he's a pretty old man. He probably doesn't have too many years left. I'm not hating on him because he's old, but I'm just saying, but, Yes, they get to the playoffs every year, but when's the last time they kind of made a made a deep run in the playoffs? You know, they won the Super Bowl, which that was good, obviously, and they went to another. But since then, their uh, their Legion of Boom secondary has kind of disintegrated, and then their offense kind of de- their offense has just became the Russell Wilson show. So, for if he was to say it's me or him, then I'm definitely uh, picking Wilson to stay. You know, he's you don't get many quarterbacks like him coming across you, but you can you can find some other head coaches. I think I mean honestly if it might do them some good to have a new head coach, you know? Right. Who would you who would you pick in that situation? I actually listened to another podcast earlier this week that um discussed this pretty in depth. Um but a, a good point was made on it. Um so let's say we do 
uh, say bye to Pete Carroll and they do decide to keep Russell Wilson, what happens if in the offseason Russell Wilson still um, says, I'd like a trade? Now you lose your franchise quarterback and your franchise coach. So I, I think it's a toss-up. I, I think you take the risk and you keep Russell Wilson because ultimately um, we've seen in other franchises the coach is replaceable. <laughs> Quarterback situations are here and there. Eli, you've seen it in Carolina. Early two yeah. thousands, they were they were decent, and then they lose a quarterback as Jake DeLone goes out, and the Panthers suffered. It was really rough. until Cam Newton. So um, I and just suffered after he fell off too. Exactly. So I I just I I think it's what direction do you want to go? Which direction do you want your franchise to go? But knowing there's a risk either way. Um, I, I don't think this is a situation that can't be repaired. But if it does come to that situation, I, I believe you keep Russell Wilson and you say goodbye to Pete. Yeah, I agree. I mean, hopefully for their sake, they can salvage it. And I, I know they fired their offensive coordinator this past year. So hopefully with the new new voice coming in, calling plays, that'll kind of ease Wilson's um, – unhappiness and they can keep him protected. I, I think they'll be able to work it all out. They've had a lot of success together. It'd be a shame if they were to break up, especially if he were to go to the Saints. <laughs> but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure it, nothing will happen this off season. but I feel like if they have another kind of down or they make the playoffs but get out early or Russell Wilson's sacked a good bit, I'm sure this conversation will come up again next off season, maybe even more. Um, prevalent and with more kind of Russell Wilson talking about wanting to get out. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see on this one. Right. So let's, let's transition off the NFL now. Let's go to the NBA. They, uh, it's Thursday night here um, where we're recording now. So all-star rosters were drafted about three hours ago. Um. Eli, I know you and I have both obviously looked into this, Team Durant versus Team James. What are your thoughts on the lineups that were chosen? Um, well, for those of you who don't know, for they have a kind of fairly new format for the All-Star where the top two uh, fan or vote-getters, which in this case were LeBron and Kevin Durant, they pick out of the remaining All-Stars who they want on their team. And, I mean, I think – I think both – looking at both of the teams, I think they're both pretty even. Um, I'd probably pick Kevin Durant's team if I had to go pick for one. He's got, obviously, himself starting, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi, Litter, Kawhi Leonard and Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah, because Durant's not even playing. He's Durant's hurt. not playing. He's injured, so he um, is only the captain. Okay, well, I completely forgot about that. That's a, <laughs> That might make me change my mind. But, yeah, I still think they're a pretty good team. They've got James Harden coming off the bench. Anytime you have somebody like that off the bench, that's how you know it's an all-star game when you have people that good coming off the bench, you know? Right. <laughs> Could you imagine an NBA team with 
all of these names, yeah. I think they would be definite uh, finals every year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but they, they've also got Zion Williamson in there, and then uh, Zach Levine, Julius Randle. I think those guys are in their first all-star. Devin Booker, too. Um, so just some new some new faces, young guys, along with the the old heads, such as LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, Irving, kind of the guys we've seen in there for the better part of the past decade, Steph Curry. I, I will say, very interesting take that I'm about to throw at everybody. Oh, However, LeBron in these All-Star games is very good at choosing a team and very good at placing people where they need to be to be successful. Granted, if you give me an all-star team, I feel like I could probably place people where they should be as well. But I think LeBron could be a coach after his playing career. Just my, uh, just my opinion. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Just watching how he does this every year. Uh, he's been the captain, I think, since they've switched to this format with the guy from the East and guy from the West picking their teams. But um, he drafts he drafts around his strengths and around the strengths of the guys with him. Like Luka Doncic and Stephen Curry will play off of each other very well. Um, I just I, I think he he doesn't go for the biggest name in the All Star game. He goes for the guy that's gonna play well beside him and flow the best. So granted it is the All Star game, like I said before, but just just my opinion on that. Yeah. I think another thing interesting about LeBron's team is he's got Giannis, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert. And Ben Simmons, all of those are players from out of the United States, which that's, that's a pretty big number when you think about it. And then uh, Vucevic is on Durant's team, and as well as Joel Embiid. But I think it's pretty interesting just to see the uh, more foreign players getting added, especially on LeBron's team where almost half of his reserves that he picked are foreign players. Right. I, I agree. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting game. It's the all-star game, like we said. It always is. Um, especially with Kevin Durant being out of it and Kawhi being that uh, starting forward alongside Jason Tatum. I really think it's interesting to um, see what happens this go-around. You know, I... I know it's this weekend, but I was kind of expecting more players to opt out or say they were injured, you know, because there was so much pushback on playing. I kind of was expecting not really protest or anything, but just for players saying, oh, I just want to rest and not wanting to take part in it. But besides Durant, it seems like everybody else is giving it a go. Right. And I right here – Anthony Davis is also injured and will not play. Yeah. I'm looking through the rosters right now, but it looks like everyone else um, is going to be playing. That's good. That's good for the game. The slam dunk con- – did you see the guys in the slam dunk contest? 
It was I like, have not. There's only three guys in there, and none of them are really household names. Um, I just feel like probably be a letdown there, but hopefully not. You know, this, the three-point contest has – it's pretty stacked, though. It's got Curry, pretty sure Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, just a lot of big names. So I feel like that'll be pretty entertaining, too. If I remember correctly, they're doing that during halftime of the All-Star game. So I also think the Rising Stars um, challenge, Rising Stars game, whatever it is called now, it uh, it has very – very interesting rosters that um, I think it will make for a very good game as well. LaMelo Ball, uh, Anthony Edwards, um, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyler Hero, DeAndre Hunter, Keldon Johnson, uh, John Morant, Michael Porter Jr., Zion Williamson, and James Wiseman are uh, the roster for the U.S. team, the world team. Um, not going to attempt because I will butcher some of these names. Probably a good idea. Teacher probs, hashtag, oh. uh, copyright that. Um, <laughs> but looks like very um, interesting lineup. So I, I think this could be very good for people uh, watching. It's going to be interesting to see the aftermath of the uh, All-Star game, however. Yeah, it'll be a good – I think it'll be a good thing to watch this Saturday. Pretty entertaining. Or no, right. it's not so, this, not this Saturday next – or no, it is a Saturday. Dude, Corona's killing my schedule. I have no idea what day it is, any time of the week. I hear you. So, speaking of aftermath, let's talk about um, all-star break predict- predictions. Eli, pick an Eastern team, pick a Western team. Who's mm-hmm. in the finals? Wow, putting me on the spot already. So, for the Eastern team, the only obvious answer is the Charlotte Hornets. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people have been saying the Nets. A lot of people, or not as many people, or some people have been saying the Bucks. But 76ers, they've been there in the number one seed right now. I think that. Joel Embiid's just playing on another level. So is Ben Simmons. I think that if they can stay healthy, then I think they're going to run the table in the East. I feel like their team's a lot better than it was last year. Um, as, lo- as, well, as long as they're healthy, I'm, I think they're going to be right there in it. And so that's my pick from the West, or excuse me, the East. And then for the West, you know. I, I feel like the Lakers are still kind of hung over from the bubble. Anthony Davis has been hurt, and as much as I don't want to pick against LeBron, uh, I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna pick the Clippers. I think that they're gonna peak at the right time. I think Kawhi Leonard still has some has some tricks up his sleeve for when he gets to the uh, finals. Paul George, I think that he's been he's taken a lot of hate for his performance in the playoffs in the past. I feel like he's gonna rise above that. So. Right here, uh, March th- March 4th, March 5th, by the time you guys hear this, I'm saying 76ers and Clippers in the finals. What about you, Corbin? So you got an old red, white, and blue mashup. That's right. Uh, going I love on. America. <laughs> so, um, 
I know we've talked about this earlier, Eli, but I think I'm changing one of the teams. You'll figure it out in a minute. I am going with the Nets from the Eastern Conference because they've been clicking on all levels. Things have been working. I I think it depends on Durant's health. We know Durant's health in playoffs is not a positive in his career. It's true. He he always seems to get um not slightly injured, but normally a pretty bad injury about this time of season. Uh closer to playoffs. Um so a hundred percent health. I'm making this prediction off of no injuries. The Nets, I, I'm gonna pick an alternative team because we know the um injury schedule of Durant. I think the 76ers are my alternate team. Mm-hmm. But Nets, uh, with the exception that they're healthy. Um, earlier when we talked, Eli, I know I said the Jazz. However, I think I'm going to go unpopular. I think my boy Chris Paul mm. gets a good run. With the Suns, they're young. Uh, That young core has now been in the uh, league for a few years. However, I think people forget that Suns team that makes up a very young core came in fresh out of college, 19. They're they're all in their third, fourth season, so they're they're still very young. Um, You bring Chris Paul in, who's a leader, I think the Suns have a chance. Um, I think it depends what Lakers team shows up. However, I do agree with you. I don't think the Lakers have fully recouped from the bubble yet. Um, but I, I'm going to have to go against my Clippers on this one and say the Suns. Hmm. So I think it's a Suns-Nets matchup in the finals. Yeah, I think that'd be a good matchup. Uh, Chris Paul versus Kyrie Irving, Devin Booker versus uh, James Harden, and then Durant, and then I'm not sure who the Suns' small forward is, but that'll be a good matchup. I don't know if you've seen the standings lately, but the Suns are actually second in the West. Which yep, it says right here, 23-11. and 11. That surprised me. Um, you know, the Lakers have been sputtering. The Clippers are just inconsistent, so... Welcome to our our whole franchise. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm banking on the Clippers peaking at the right time, getting it all together. But yeah, I'd like to see the Suns make it. I I get tired of seeing the same old teams in the finals every year. Right. Well, and let's let's. Uh, I'm not saying the Hornets are going to make it to the finals, but <laughs> let's also embark it. It's exciting to. Have a North Carolina sports team. Oh, for sure. For one of the few times in recent years. Yeah, I was talking to my dad last night and um, about the Hornets, and this is the first year they've been worth watching in a long time, and we don't get their channel anymore for our TV provider. <laughs> it's like we can't even watch them, and the arenas are closed. Can't even go watch them in person. So, I mean, it's... It's nice to see the highlights and all, but I just feel like we're getting cheated. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like the Hornets are a year away 
and then next year I feel like they'll be cracking on that or knocking on that top four seeds in the in the conference. At least that's what I hope. And if if they keep that young core, I completely agree. Yeah, I yeah I, I sure hope so. So there's our NBA standings, guys. From uh, you know, just some average Joe's bench warmers. Um, <laughs> last thing while we're on this NBA route, the LeBron versus Jordan debate. Jordan comes out in the '90s with Space Jam. LeBron's coming out in 2021 with Space Jam Two. I. Uh, so another thing to add to that long checklist of them both, um, July I think it's July sixteenth. It said Space Jam two comes out. So um, I, I don't know about you guys, listeners, Eli. I don't know about you. Uh, original Space Jam, one of my favorite movies of all time. I agree. Um, really hope they don't screw this one up. <laughs> I really hope it uh, builds off and this is good. But that does lead back into that LeBron and Jordan debate. Um, Jordan obviously didn't enter the league at 18. He entered, I believe, at 21, 22, somewhere in there. He spent his three years in college, if I remember correctly. Um, But it, it does feed into that debate now. Who is the greatest of all time? Um, I know everyone has their opinions. I, I know I have mine. Eli, would you like to embark on that a little bit? I can. Um, I will say that I can't really. I never got to watch Jordan live and in person. But I really I did watch The Last Dance this past, I guess it was summer. Sometime recently. I can't really remember. But um, And I, I also used to, I read a book about Michael Jordan when I was younger as well. And obviously watched highlights and stuff. Seeing all the uh, comparisons of stats and just from what I've heard from um, like my dad and other people who watch Jordan, I think I'm just going to have to go with Jordan. Uh, I think LeBron is the superior athlete. Um, he probably has overall better basketball skill. But I think when I'm picking a player, the greatest of all time, one of the main things that I would pick is who I trust most with the game on the line, one shot, and win or go home. And I think I'd pick Jordan 10 times out of 10 over LeBron in that category. And I think that's just the main – I mean, basketball is about scoring scoring more points than the other. I think Jordan, he's a, he also was all in NBA defender as well. People forget that. I think that just his killer instinct, his just determination, his will to improve, and um, just how he made his teammates better. Not that he always got along with his teammates, but he did make his teammates better. And um, I think that he was, I think he was a real, I think he was the best of all time. Now, granted, LeBron's still playing. I could change my mind by the time LeBron's done and he's playing until he's 50. But I think that if I had to pick one for one game with my future on the line, then I think I'm picking Michael Jordan. And I uh, I agree because, let's call it as it is, before the Jordan era of the NBA, the NBA was not as prominent or as popular as it became 
because of Michael Jordan. Um, so I, I don't think you have the gateway into the NBA as we know it today if you don't have Michael Jordan. Um, I think Michael Jordan led the way for a lot of things in the NBA. So um, take away stats and just what each is given. They're both great people. They're both great players. They both have given a lot to their communities, to the game. But I think just because of the time Jordan ended up in, Jordan had so much to offer to revolutionize so that people like LeBron could make the difference they could today. I mean, let's let's look at this scenario. If we don't have Jordan, the NBA doesn't grow in popularity. You might see LeBron James playing on Sundays in the NFL. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. Yeah. Which is another interesting topic, idea for the future. Um, but I, I think it's a – I think it changes the future in the landscape and where LeBron is being debated on the greatest of all time at. Yeah, I agree. It's another um, thing that, like you said, thing to add to the checklist. You got – who's a better scorer, who's a better rebounder, who's a better passer, and now you're going to have who's a better actor. So I feel like LeBron's going to have to do pretty well to top Jordan's acting in, in that movie, which I think was a one of the all-time classics. So to be honest, I don't have high hopes for this movie because, you know, the sequels are always worse than the originals. So with that wrap-up, Eli, we're going to go ahead and come to a close. Um, we're promising more exciting in the future. Major League Baseball starts April 1st. Basketball will be post-All-Star break, so winding down into the playoffs. Obviously, we have uh, the draft coming up. A lot of big moments in sports. Uh, I know right now it's kind of this dead period, but uh, a lot of exciting stuff coming. We've had another um, fan request, so we've got some stuff in the works for you guys. Um, but we thank you again for listening. Follow us on social media, Instagram at Benchwarmers Anonymous, Twitter at Benchwarmers Anon. Email us at BenchwarmersAnonymous at gmail.com. Any ideas, DM us, follow us, give us a shout out. Um, we have a giveaway that's in the works that uh, we will be releasing to you within the coming weeks. Um, but we again thank you all. Uh, I'm Corbin. I'm Eli. And this has been Benchwarmers Anonymous. Thank you. Thank you.